Equipped with this knowledge, you can spot a bad financial advisor. Our industry is changing and our firm is trying to be a part of that change in the right direction. Even though there are many ways to evaluate a financial advisor, the best way is to pray and to trust your instinct. God has given you a spirit of discernment and intuition. Trust it. As Christians, we were taught to be good stewards over our tithing and giving to the less fortunate. But when it came to our own personal finances and investments, we are clueless on what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about managing debt, leaving a legacy, investing, or even planning for retirement? We answer these and many other questions because we want to teach you how to be rich and righteous. If this is your first time to the show, we want to say welcome. If you're coming back for another spiritual refill, welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and this is Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. Welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, Mr. Christian Finance, the host of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things in my mom's favorite Christian financial advisor. As always, make sure that you subscribe so you're notified every time we release new episodes. And be sure to like and comment on this episode. It really helps the podcast so we can continue to make great episodes for you. Now, is your financial advisor doing the right thing? According to an article by Investopedia, it states the following. That most investors have historically not trusted the financial advisory industry. Financial advisors are often regulated by FINRA, the SEC, or both. Unethical financial advisors usually have warning signals, including inconsistent reporting, product pushing, and guaranteeing future results. Ethical financial advisors prioritize learning about your personal history, explaining unfamiliar financial matters, and planning for your succession. And today, I want to talk about what makes a financial advisor ethical and what are some signs beyond just a good presentation that you should look for when selecting your financial advisor. If you're listening to this episode, then you know how it feels to walk into an office and, you know, feel like a financial advisor sees you as a dollar sign instead of a person. You are there because you need help and it seems as if they are there because they just want your money. It can be a scary feeling, but we are going to equip you with some tips that go beyond just IQ when evaluating a financial advisor, but digs deeper into EQ or emotional quotient. Because if they are in the industry, they've passed all their regulatory exams and they're sitting in front of you. You know, they're intelligent people. They are smart. They have the IQ. But do they have those soft skills that makes working with them feel good? Because we all know that investing is a feeling process. It doesn't matter if you make 2% more with one advisor over the other. If you hate every second, you have to speak with them. So let's get started. The first point I want to make is a good advisor knows what they don't know. Many advisors pride themselves on being competent and skilled in their craft, but finance encompasses such a wide range of topics that it is extremely rare to find one that knows everything about everything. But an ethical advisor is aware of his intellectual capacity, even his shortcomings, and will disclose those limitations to the client. You know, in most cases, when it comes to retirement savings, making the proper allocation, or if your inquiry is not too complex, a majority of advisors can service you. 
But when you start discussing charitable giving, donor advised funds, pass through entities and other advanced topics, an ethical advisor who is not proficient in these subjects will let you know and recommend someone who is. So don't be afraid to discuss your current financial problems and your future ones, including an inheritance or future property acquisitions and listen for things that your advisor says he doesn't know. Also, ethical advisors are lifetime learners. So if you really like your advisor and there is something he doesn't know, he will disclose it. And he may also ask, is it okay if he does some more research and come back to you? You know, one thing about a good advisor, they're good at research. What may take you one year to master may only take them a week. A lot of financial topics build upon each other. So instead of picking a new advisor every time you have a question, allow them to use their discernment and see if that is something that they can do. Let them exhaust their resources first. Great advisors are always looking for ways to get better and to sharpen their skills and to serve their clients. So don't strip them of that opportunity. So when choosing an advisor, I want to let you know this. Inquire about the last time that they had learned something and what was it? A great advisor will be excited to share his new knowledge. What we do here at AB Ridgeway Wealth Management is that we send out a newsletter. We address some of the topics that are going on in the financial world. We pride ourselves on bringing you the newest updates. Even here on the podcast, we talk about financial news that impacts you today and not just 20 years in the future when you retire. Now, ethical advisors are the average of the company that they keep. Don't be afraid to ask about associations that your advisor is a part of. What are some of his clubs and organizations that he is active in? This will give you some insight on what type of information he is receiving and in turn, what type of information you will receive working with them. For me, I'm a part of Kingdom Advisors, which is an organization of financial professionals who are dedicated to providing financial advice from a biblical perspective. So when I speak about finances, I'm always referencing the word of God. The next point, you also want your advisor to distinguish between what is fact and what is opinion when discussing about finances, past and future projections. You know, the inflation rate for June was 9.1%. That is a fact. The inflation rate potentially being 11% by 2023 is an opinion. Obviously, this is a blatant opinion, but some recommendations can be a little more subtle. The advisor who is able to disclose the information he is providing is his own opinion and not fact is acting ethically. A great advisor is going to provide all the information you need to make an informed decision. And when asked about his opinion, he is able to provide one. And hopefully, based on the facts, my next point is that ethical advisors are very careful with framing. If you're unfamiliar with the term framing, framing is how you articulate a thought or an idea. For example, let's say that you were sick and you went to the doctor and the doctor came in and said, I have some good news and I have some bad news. The good news is that with surgery, we can heal you. The bad news is that there's a 10% chance that you won't make it. Now, would you take that surgery? Probably not. You'd probably be looking for either another doctor or maybe some alternatives. But let's reframe the conversation. You are still sick 
you're with the same doctor. He comes in, he says, I have some good news and I have some better news. The good news is that we have a surgery that can heal you. The better news is that it has a 90% chance of being a success. Now, would you like to proceed with the surgery? Obviously, you would, right? But why? Both surgeries have the same probability of success and failure. It's because of framing. The first one was framed poorly or negatively. With a 10% chance of failure, there is a 90% chance of success. And on the opposite side, a 90% chance of success means a 10% chance of failure. So they are equal, but that is how our brain works. And an ethical advisor would just give you the facts, something like this. I just want to notify you that we do have a surgery. We have a 90% chance of success and a 10% chance of failure. How would you like to proceed? The phrasing is slightly different, but it presents the facts objectively, neither slanting on the positive or the negative side, but providing the facts so the client can make an informed decision. You know, when I think of ethical advisors, I think of advisors that don't just work in the letter of the law, but in the spirit of the law. Ethical advisors are also those who are willing to subject themselves to additional ethical standards to show the public and clients that they have their best interests in mind. You know, when you are voluntarily adopting a higher ethical standard from a regulatory body, whether it be FEDNRA, the SEC, or maybe even an organization that you're a part of, I think that takes a level of accountability that is very admirable. Because technically, you don't have to. But as I said before, Kingdom Advisors has a standard of ethics, and I'm proud to say I live my life and run my business on those ethics. As Christian investors, we look toward the Bible for our values, our beliefs, and our ethics as well. That is why many investors choose Christian advisors because of this commitment to ethics. You know, when we speak on ethics on this show, we traditionally are speaking about righteousness. That's why the goal of this show is to help you become rich and righteous. Because what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12, All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be enslaved by anything. This is a great example of what it means to work in the spirit of the law and not just the letter of the law. Even though everything is lawful by the letter, doesn't mean that it is helpful in the spirit. And we should not be enslaved by anything, including money or wealth. It is about its utility. We are the masters over our wealth. Our wealth are not masters over us. Therefore, the ethics of the advisor should supersede the transaction. So today, I want you to write down what are you looking for in a financial advisor beyond just what he knows and his technical skills. Let me summarize to help you recall something to look out for when searching for an ethical advisor or evaluating how ethical your advisor is. One, they know what they don't know. If they don't know the answer, they will either get the answer for you or find someone who does have the answer. Two, they are lifetime learners. Every time you meet, they have more information or confirmation that the information they gave you prior 
is still good and they're constantly getting better. Three, they have a network of colleagues and acquaintances that also uphold a high ethical standard. Four, they let you know what is their opinion and what is a verifiable fact from a credible source. Five, they are very careful how they frame good and bad situations to provide objective and helpful information. Lastly, they go beyond the letter of the law and focus on the spirit of the law, meaning they avoid the gray areas even though it isn't directly out of the law. If it can potentially cause a conflict of interest or not in your best interest, they will avoid it. This podcast was to help you see beyond just the intelligence of your advisor. Hopefully, equipped with this knowledge, you can spot a bad financial advisor. Our industry is changing and our firm is trying to be a part of that change in the right direction. Even though there are many ways to evaluate a financial advisor, the best way is to pray and to trust your instinct. God has given you a spirit of discernment and intuition. Trust it. I hope that you've been blessed. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, to comment, and to share. Also, if you're not subscribed to our podcast, go to www.abrwealthmanagement.com backslash podcast and join our family. And as a thank you, we have a free gift for you. If you need help building your financial plan, information to speak with us will be given right after the show. I am A.B. Ridgeway, Mr. Christian Finance himself, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah One Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on its website and through other distribution channels. Elijah One Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become AB Ridgeway Wealth Management client pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnest Team podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.